0: All of the things that can go wrong in a Star Wars project will go wrong (laughs) in this one, it seems.
1: Well, good. Then I'm really excited (laughs) for this thing.
0: (laughs) Actually, you're doing so great, the other guys are off the project, and now it's all you.
1: (laughs) I'm going to need to watch this to really understand it. May the Force, Force, the Force, 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 Force,
0: Force will be with you. Always. Welcome to Star Wars Uplink, your place for everything Star Wars gaming and the TV shows. I'm your host, Sage Goodwin, and as always, I'm joined by Sydney Laurel. How are you doing? Pretty good. Today, we're going to be talking about Andor some new details revealed about what the show is actually going to be like and why they did three episodes to start with we're also going to be going over the kotor remake delay again and we're going to be talking about the jedi survivor book tie-ins that are coming soon and we're going to be going over if that tie-in novel actually detailed the release date for jedi survivor so let's jump right in just you reconsider playing that message for him knights of the old republic the remake just seems to be in such a state of star wars just peak star wars development like if you were to say hey all of the things that can go wrong in a Star Wars project will go wrong <laughs> in this one, it seems. Because uh, after reports of, oh my gosh, this game got delayed indefinitely, to, oh wait, no, it's still going to be happening, to now we have a little bit more details. I don't think it's officially, but from reports of people uh, familiar with the situation. That sounds so like official newscastery. Mm-hmm. It is delayed, but not for the reason that you think. It is delayed because they are switching from the original development studio, which, uh, according to reports, Sony and Lucasfilm slash Disney are not happy with how much progress they made, so that was the core reason of the delay, indefinitely. But, apparently, there was another studio that was helping them with this uh, game, And the game is going to that studio. But, according to uh, Jason Schreier, I believe, a reporter for uh, Bloomberg in the games department, he says, don't expect the game any sooner than 2025. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. So three years. Which, now that I put it into context of three years, it isn't as bad as, like... It, for some reason, I still think of it as, like, 2020.
1: Yeah, it still feels far away.
0: Like, I have no concept of time at all. I thought yesterday was Friday. It mm-hmm. feels like Tuesday today, and I still think it's, like, 2019. <laughs> um, so, that's where I am. But, yeah. I mean, at the beginning of 2020, we had no idea. We didn't really expect anything uh, outside of EA from Star Wars. That's true. And... For the next five years, it seems, we won't be getting anything except for what EA brings us to Star Wars. Which, it's like nothing really changed, but we are experiencing a different realm of Star Wars now. So we have a lot on the horizon, but that depends on if it is going to get delayed and or cancelled.
1: I'm kind of surprised that they would decide to give it to, like, the the secondary people who were helping work mm-hmm. on this thing when they were saying it was because it wasn't going fast enough
0: i would imagine it's because they had usually in like development and projects and that kind of stuff you have like check-in points of like hey have we gotten these milestones finished mm. and that secondary studio maybe they were hitting their numbers but aspire i think it was uh, was not so that might be the reason that they're like oh hey you guys you're doing great Keeping up, guys. Actually, you're doing so great. The other guys are off the project, and now it's all you. That is that's definitely some disheartening news, mm-hmm. but it's at least that good that we, we get a little bit more understanding of what's going on,
1: Yeah, uh,
0: and that it's still happening, because mm-hmm. I think that was the yeah. key thing of like, oh hey, who knows if we're going to get this game ever.
1: Right, yeah, saying it's delayed indefinitely makes mm-hmm. it sound like we're not touching this right now, so it's good yeah. to hear that at least <laughs> someone still has a hold of it, and yeah. it's like, no, we've got it. It's just gonna take a lot longer than you thought, sort of yeah. thing. So that's good. I'm that makes me hopeful.
0: I'm ish exactly. <laughs> uh, so it's still happening. As far as we know, it's going to be a different development studio, and it's going to be a lot later than we wanted it to. Because it was supposed to come out in 2023, I think it was.
1: Okay. Or 2024.
0: 2023, 2024 was yeah. kind of the time frame that we were expecting it. But now it's like okay, we'll get it when we get it, mm-hmm. uh, and hopefully we get other things before it comes out.
1: Yeah, but we're still working on it. They're so. still working
0: on it. We were talking about Kotor. You mm-hmm. know who worked on Kotor for a little bit?
1: No, tell me.
0: Uh, a writer named Sam Mags.
1: Sam Mags.
0: Hmm. Who had a little bit of controversy just because of uh, the gaming community, just being the gaming community. But <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> She got some experience with Star Wars. Hmm. And Disney seems to be like, oh, hey, you had some things with Star Wars. We have another thing for Star Wars for you. And that thing is a Star Wars Jedi survivor tie-in called Battle Scars. So it's called Jedi Battle Scars. And it is a tie-in that takes place in between the end of the first game, Fallen Order. Oh. And... The beginning of the second game. So Mm. somewhere in that time frame, the five years, this is where this game takes or this book takes place. Mm. So it's going into the details of Cal Kestis and the rest of the Stinger Mantis crew. Mm. That's what they've told us. There's a lot of theories kind of floating around this book. Mm. And I think it's, Mm -hmm. it's interesting because in the trailer that we saw, we saw Cal. And we saw yeah. B D. We did not see any of the rest of the crew, and I think we saw the Mantis ship kinda abandoned. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Is this going to get into the story of what happened?
1: I mean it kinda has to, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. If it's still going to be about Cal, then we have to know what that's all about, you know? Yeah. Like
0: So Sam Maggs, the author, also said this on Twitter of uh, Marin is going to be a key player in this mm. story. Okay. Uh, so that will be good. Uh, and she also said, if you know my the types of stories that I write, you know where Maron will be going, which probably going to to have a girlfriend or something. Uh, is my expectations because okay. that's a lot of her style of writing is um, uh, a lot of like the diversity and that kind of stuff.
1: Okay, but you said that there's controversy with this writer. Now I want to know what what's the what's the what's the dirt.
0: We we covered it a couple, probably like ten or fifteen. 10 or 12 episodes ago, something like that. Uh, it's been a while since we covered it. By but that
1: time, I've definitely forgotten. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but to kind of uh, TLDR, what happened? She was a writer for the, the KOTOR remake. Got into some heat from some past tweets and also some more recent tweets about not really liking the story of the, the original games and not really liking the original games. People got, to, oh, my gosh, you're going to ruin it. You're going to destroy uh, it. And that was like, you're not going to carry the weight of these games. And I think it's it's a fair criticism. But again, like most things on the Internet, it was taken way too far. Yeah. And she was getting death threats, and just people were being so toxic around it. But I'm glad to see that she's still in the Star Wars universe because I think there are, we need a variety of different voices in the Star Wars universe, and we need those different kinds of stories. And she was also a writer on several other games um, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, as well as Call of Duty Vanguard, is some of the stuff that she's worked on as well. So she's got experience in that space. Now she's taking that experience from the gaming space. Into uh, an author of a Star Wars book. Okay, so hmm. I think it'll be interesting to see what her experience in the gaming space adds to the story of this game mm-hmm. or of this book. So I think it'll I think it'll add to it. Uh, as you yeah. can see, background here we have uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two Inferno Squad. If you're watching this on video, it's right behind me. On all of the all of the videos,
1: it's precisely right behind your head, is so it? no one can see it. Okay,
0: so even <laughs> even if you are watching it on video, apparently you can't even see no, it. You can't, uh, so you don't have to worry about that on the audio version. But uh, it is a there's a history of Star Wars video game tie in novels. Uh, the first Battlefront had one called Twilight Company. It was really good. I enjoyed it. Uh, I actually had a, a really good time reading it. Because it, it created their own characters, it wasn't it wasn't a direct tie-in. It was kind of set in the universe of Star Wars and kind of... It was more of a tonal piece of like, hey, this is super gritty Star Wars things. And this, this company, Twilight Company, uh, is a group of rebel soldiers who have uh, varying levels of commitment to the rebellion. And uh, I, it was just a really good story. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Very grim. Uh, pretty mm-hmm. brutal at points. Inferno Squad... Uh, Inferno Squadron, I think, is what it's called. Nope, just Inferno Squad. Inferno Squad is a book written by Christie Golden, mm. who we we're big fans of Christie mm-hmm. Golden here. Yep, uh, you're a big fan of her World of Warcraft novels. Mm-hmm. Great writer. Yep. She also, I think, wrote an adaptation of a lost Clone Wars episode script, mm. turned into a book. Really good writer. I really enjoyed that book, and I think it added to what it needed to be done for Battlefront 2's campaign. Mm-hmm. Add a little bit more context of who you're playing as. Yeah. So I think that's where the strength of stuff, at least like this, and um, Battle Scars is going to really add to the, the whole situation there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm here for it. Give me a book any day. I feel like mm-hmm. you can just go deeper into characters and just feel exactly. more connected. So I'm... Absolutely, hands down. My only worry about this one is that my theory of you're going back and re- like getting the crew back together, sort of thing, is not going to happen if we've already gotten this backstory. Mm-hmm. Like it, it might not be about that if so, we already know what happens and it's just it's just gone. You know, like it, it could still happen. Mm-hmm. My theory, I feel like, is still strong, but the if,
0: theory of like and the game you're trying to build up.
1: Right, like you're trying to like I think connect the pieces out. sort of thing.
0: I think if they set up the story to where in the book they break up right. or they have like this uh, rift mm-hmm. kind of in between everybody, I think that could be an interesting story to add to the depth of the characters. and kind of you Because it seems as far as the trailers and the stuff that people have said around the game, it seems to be a lot darker of a story. It's a lot more mature in its yeah. character development. So I think that could be, I think your theory could really check out for that.
1: Yeah. Well, good. Then I'm really excited <laughs> for this thing. <laughs> um,
0: but I, I think it'll be cool to see these, read these characters' voices in a written format mm-hmm. because we know them from the the the, mo- the games. Yeah. So I think... Movie, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> we do have an interesting uh, little tidbit, and this is uh, brought to us by the reporting of Gizmodo. Alongside this tie-in, they're also going to be giving us an uh, art book. And art books, I mean, we have it, highlighted so lovingly on our set here at star wars uplink right in the middle if you're not watching this on video right in the middle of our video production on the back of the bookshelf we have jedi fallen orders art book and i love that book so cool gives i, I love art books in oh, general yeah. just because like uh the concept art is almost better mm-hmm. in most cases of like uh, there's a, a twitter account on uh, that does like star wars concept art oh Love it so much. Oh,
1: gosh. Give me give me the art books. Just give them all mm-hmm. to me. I don't Big care fan. what it's about. I've got Just the Witcher
0: one on the back of the set as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clone Wars, I think. Yep, I've got the Clone Wars one. Uh, I've got a few of them. I love art books. But they're also releasing an uh, art book for this. I think that's interesting because the book will be hitting uh, on May 2nd, 2023. And this is where it gets interesting on the Gizmodo article. With how close art books are usually to the release date of the source material. The original Fallen Orders art book came out only four days after the game. Ooh. We may be looking at a late April 2023 release date for Jedi Survivor, assuming it doesn't get delayed. So, Mm. we have possibly some details on a announcement not announcement they may have leaked they may have Mm -hmm. released the release period of jedi survivor through this release date may 2nd usually the art books come out around the same time as the release date either before or after could we be seeing a release date for this game in april of 2023 that's Mm -hmm. like that's not far
1: no it's not my only concern or question would be what if they have to delay the game it's like our book releases more set like is that like a hard usually
0: yes yeah in most cases i feel like it because it's a lot more of a traditional market right right i don't think i wanted in april yeah i loved playing Mm -hmm. fallen order in november or october whenever it came out yeah that time period ah i love it i love star wars in the mm-hmm. holiday season, mm-hmm. I think it just works so well. I know, Why? I know the original trilogy and the prequels all came out in the summer, but I've been spoiled on this holiday season <laughs> Star Wars. Like it's so good,
1: and it's the perfect gift. So, mm-hmm. come on,
0: just kind of go a little bit like inside baseball here. It could be great for the podcast because usually. Star Wars in like spring and summer. It's a little dead.
1: Mm-hmm, that's true.
0: So we could all be playing video games.
1: Yeah, might have some good content.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think of uh, that kind of theory around the game possibly coming out around then?
1: I think it's a strong possibility. I mean, yeah, I would imagine that <clears throat> books have. A much stronger date, and they wouldn't want to set, give that out before the game mm-hmm. comes out. Just seems like it would spoil a lot of things. So though
0: I was having a conversation with Corey uh, from Mutini, yeah, and he said, there have been a number of book delays. really? Yes. And usually for the high Republic stuff, the 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 feedback that he gave was usually for the fi- high Republic stuff, for their timeline, they recommend, hey, just read it in a release order. But Hmm. now they can't do that anymore. Uh. Because they had a couple books, I think one key book, that was supposed to come out in this specific time frame that fit in the timeline of like, oh, each book comes out is in the order of the timeline. This one came out later. Hmm. So it is not uncommon, at least in this current day and age, for Star Wars books to get delayed.
1: Why is it all the delays? Mm -hmm. Is this just COVID?
0: I believe so, probably. <laughs> also, stay tuned next episode. We will be having Eric uh, from Utini on the podcast to go over some highly anticipated Star Wars books and comics. Mm-hmm. So definitely look out for that episode. We may be getting a an early 2023 Star Wars game. That is so close.
1: Okay, but then why wouldn't they have told us their release time?
0: Probably because it's already been delayed so much that they're like, okay, we're not going to... We still don't have the proper commitment slash
1: Like we've burned people too many times already. Let's just not even We're
0: just gonna say it's gonna come out in twenty twenty three and that's it.
1: I mean it would kind of make sense. Like it, it at that point it just doesn't matter because it did get when pushed. it comes yeah. out, you know, it just needs to come out. <laughs> I think
0: that's the key thing there. Is it doesn't <laughs> really matter when it comes yeah,
1: out. They're not even gonna worry about like, oh, this is a good time to get this out sort of thing. Like mm-hmm. they're like People are going to be hungry enough for this anyway. Exactly.
0: It's already been delayed so much.
1: Yeah. We'll just get it out when it's ready sort Mm -hmm. of thing. And if it's April, it's April.
0: Yeah. Great. That'd be cool. Yeah. Because it was originally slated for like late this year. So maybe they're like, okay, we just need a little bit more time Mm -hmm. because they've been working on it for so long. Honestly, I'm fine if they delay it to the holiday season. That's when I was (laughs) expecting it Uh, anyway. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if... If we get it any earlier than that, it's just icing on the cake.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Now let's take a little bit of a break and we'll hop back in and talk about Andor. And the reason why we have three episodes at launch instead of two. Hmm. Only different in your mind. You must unlearn what you have learned. Tony Gilroy, who is, as more and more interviews come out with this dude, is, like, becoming my hero yeah. and just creative, I don't know, spirit animal is how I'll put
1: it. Mm-hmm. He seems to be, like, smacking everyone in the face, just being like, this is how it should be, not the way you want it, sort of thing. He's
0: He's got so much experience mm-hmm. in the space and such a grasp of understanding of mm-hmm. how things are made so what the heck are we talking about well tony gilroy the showrunner for andor or as the variety automated voice person read it out loud to us andor 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 Cashin. so
1: if we say andor a lot we're so sorry (laughs) yes
0: we apologize dearly for this came on to do an interview with variety and oh my gosh this i love this man Mm -hmm. Like the more and more he straight up says like, hey, you should be able to watch this show and not give a crap about Star Wars ever or have ever seen Star Wars. And he also says, this show should work on its own. And he also says, uh, I was part of that sentence, the hope, the dream is that the really hardcore Star Wars community will embrace the show in a new way, that they'll be thrilled to have someone come in and completely, uncynically get down molecularly in their world and treat it like a real thing. Because mm. I think that's, that's uh, something that we have not gotten in Star Wars, mm-hmm. of like, no, this is we're going to take this seriously, and we're not going to put down the viewer or the world to tell these stories. Yeah, I love too the whole like this is an uncynical look at the 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 Star Wars because I think with this setting you could so easily just be super mm. cynical about it and just be like everything sucks. Yeah, but there has to be that that spring of hope to make it Star Wars. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I it's this is I think Andor is going to be really good because mm. they're really at least. It, with what this article was talking about, it's really grounding it in what—not necessarily what could be, but like what we know life as, mm-hmm. and what this, what that universe means for just someone like you. You know, yeah. like if you were here, this is what it's like. Like this is what life mm-hmm. was. Yeah, thing. I'm excited for it. I'm I'm ready for something deeper. And I, I almost wonder if the show is going to just start to shape Star Wars into something completely new.
0: Mm-hmm. I hope so. Because yeah. I think it almost, it needs a little bit of injection of like, oh, hey, this person knows what the heck they're doing. And they can tell a really good story. Outside of like, this is just a good story told in the Star Wars universe. And they have a specific thing where they, he calls it out. It's like, hey, I wanted to tell a story of what is it like for the Star Wars galaxy if you're a janitor. What does it look like if you're like a journalist, a journalist? Like, what are some of the (laughs) stories of like real people in the universe that don't have superpowers and are able to like make big change? But a big group of these small people can make that change. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah,
0: which I think is really cool.
1: Yeah, I think it's. I think it's going to be good.
0: Mm -hmm. All of the actors here, like, I expect to be on this green screen or this like screen thing. And when I got there, like I opened up a piece of like I opened up this bowl and there's like blue noodles in it. Mm -hmm. It's like they're specifically down to the noodles (laughs) planning this show.
1: (laughs) That's got to be our new catchphrase. Down to the noodles.
0: Down to the noodles. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And he, he also says it's about it's not about one character saving everyone. It's about community. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what Star Wars is all about. I mean, that's what's bringing us all together on this podcast is the community around Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And I think everything he's saying is like, we wanted to tell a good story. We wanted to show what Star Wars is truly about. It's not about the force. It's not about these key characters that everyone knows that needs to be in every single episode. Mm -hmm. It's about the community coming together and fighting for hope and just community itself.
1: I think it's really interesting, kind of going back to the noodles, um, <laughs> that they they created a set that made the actors feel absorbed in, like that mm. made them feel like this is a real city sort of thing. Yeah, and I think it's like the ma- micro macro, like to get that in the actors, like to get the actors to feel that mm. way, they're going to be able to deliver that to us so much better. Yeah. So I'm really excited. They I'm can ready. pretend to eat blue noodles. Yeah. Or not? <laughs> I don't know, but they're there, you yeah. know. Like, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a new level, new level of Star Wars.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I am so pumped! I think too. It's interesting. We get some key details on the foundation of it, Kathleen. Uh, so Tony Gilroy has uh, a bunch of experience in the space, but was also involved uh, in rogue one obviously with rogue one there was a bunch of as with most star wars things there was a lot of creative differences there was a lot of stuff behind the scenes that was happening of like oh hey gareth edwards they needed some reshoots tony gilroy came in with those reshoots and um it did very well so kathleen kennedy is like yo you up to tony gilroy and Gilroy's is like i guess sure Maybe? I don't, I don't know. Why, why are you messaging me right now, Kathy? Um, and he's like, I remember Kathy saying, it's weird to think of Kathleen Kennedy as Kathy. Uh, I remember Kathy saying, what can we do? And I said, well, what kind of stories do you want to do? Gilroy recalls, and she goes, we could do anything. So I said, could you do like uh, Inherit the Wind? Well, Kathleen Kennedy wasn't so pumped about that. Kathleen Kennedy reaches out to Tony Gilroy. He's like, oh, hey, I want to do something like Inherit the Wind. She's not super happy about it. We just, uh, we did a little bit of research and Inherit the Wind is a 1960s uh, movie that was based on a lot of more of like, it was a lot about creationism, these really deep ideas and trying to put those into a movie and really play on the human aspects of things. Mm -hmm. She's like, nah, fam, that's not what we're about. That's
1: not Star Wars.
0: We, We want to do, she's like, yo, great effort. Uh, I think you got a career in this space, but just not in Star Wars,
1: but does it have kids?
0: come back when you want to do uh k two s o and Cassie and Andor like hopping from one adventure to the other
1: preferably with a small child
0: yeah, usually yeah um, but this is what the article says. Gilroy, in other words, had no interest in making another grand space saga and moved on Uh, because that's what they wanted him to do Uh, but by 2018 lucasfilm began developing a uh, tv series set before the events of rogue one following cassian's life with his trusty droid k2so gilroy wasn't involved (laughs) (laughs) but the studio sent him the script it uh quote it was in the vein of cassian and k2 are like butch Uh, and Sundance and they're going to storm the Citadel
1: oh gosh
0: he says Uh, the material was fine he adds but quote (laughs) very hard to sustain over the long haul which is like you know when Uh, someone is like oh yeah I'm an artist and they they like just started and they show you mm, what they've been working on mm -hmm. it's like what do you think that's some great effort. I think with a lot of practice, you can do really good. Yep. It's basically the yep. vibe that I'm getting <laughs> from this interaction of both of them. This is what the article continues to say. So while professing no interest in the job, Gilroy wrote a long, quote, a long forensic manifesto that not only outlined why he thought that approach wouldn't work, but what he thought the studio should do instead. Quote, it was such a crazy idea. It was so radical. So out there. It's working. He also is like most of the way through. He's in like the midst of this. He's like trying to figure it out. He had a plan for basically the five years leading up to Cassian's life. Like what does that look like? And he wanted the, sh- the, the show to end with the movie. Like it, it leads up to the events of the movie. Rogue One. Rogue One. Yes. Realize like, oh, hey, we've got the first season set up and it's going to be. This is where it gets interesting. Why we got Three episodes. Why we're getting three episodes of the show at launch? Yeah. The way they've structured it is they have basically four stories. So I think it's twelve episodes, right? Mm-hmm. Twelve episodes. They've got four stories, and each story is told in three acts over three episodes. Mm. So they want you to get the whole story uh. to get an understanding of the whole show. So imagine every three episodes is like a whole story and that is what they're telling. So he's he's like calculating. He's like, "Oh crap. To tell this whole story, we have to do I'm going to be dead." <laughs> is basically what he says. And he's like, "Okay. This is the first show besides Mando that's getting a second season," hmm. which I think is interesting. That is interesting. And it's confirmed that there's a second season before the first season is out. Yeah. That's So they nuts. have they have a clear end, they have a clear beginning. What they're going to do is each story that they're telling season two is going to be told telling the last three or th- last four years. So there's going to be a gap of a year in between the first season and the second season. But the second season, every three episodes are going to be a year mm. in his life. I, I He breaks it down like so the first season is going to be like a weekend. It's going to be like Friday, Saturday, Sunday of the first year. They're going to tell a story through that. The second Run of stories is like it's told over a week, I think it was, and then another one is like Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then there's like so each they're like vignettes of each year of his life telling this broader story leading up to Rogue One. So season but one like, is one year and it's four basically stories around Cassie. It's
1: not the first, it's not one year, it is a couple of days in a year, and then you jump to the next
0: year, so and then you're seeing just That's a few, for season two. Oh, that's season two. Season one is, uh, it spans a whole year in Cassian's life. Oh, okay. And-
1: In three episodes.
0: And the whole season's 12 whole season. episodes. Oh, okay. And the whole season is one year.
1: And it's so you're seeing each month in every episode?
0: Y- pretty much, Yes. Ish. Yes. Okay. Mhm. Mm. But the way they've structured it is uh, a whole story arc in the season is 3 episodes. So you have an overarching theme of a story over the whole season, but you also have these individual story arcs within that season oh. pushing the story forward, <laughs> which is why we have 3 episodes at launch.
1: I'm going to need to watch this. To really understand it. (laughs) But I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Wow.
0: And then they're carrying that three episode arc kind of thing Mm -hmm. where in the second season they're going to have 12 episodes and they're going to say, hey, the first three episodes of that 12 episode season is going to be one year. And that time slot is like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right. And then they're going to skip a whole year, Mm -hmm. and it's going to be that third year in his life. Right. And it's going to be a whole week, and that's going to be told over three episodes. Mm -hmm. And then it's going to skip a whole other year, and it's going to be like five days in that year.
1: I really hope this works. I am so fascinated by this. I am like- What? I need to see this, just to know how that works. Mm -hmm. Like, I- i I don't have anything else to relate that to. It's
0: so exciting, like this makes my f- inner filmmaker so happy hmm. of like they're trying something very different mm-hmm. for this show, mm-hmm. and i'm I'm all here for it. yeah, they're doing something very unique in the Star Wars space with this whole idea of we're not gonna have Jedi in it. there's gonna right. be no fan service, and it's gonna be telling the small stories mm-hmm. it's gonna tell it like the journalist mm-hmm. the janitor, yeah. The the person just trying to make a living in the galaxy but also wants the empire to go down. Yep. It's gonna be telling those stories. And then they have the whole like inner working outside of the whole, like, oh hey, this is how we want to tell this story. And this is how we're gonna do it. Hmm. And we're getting all this detail beforehand. Yeah. Which is the craziest part. I just want to end this episode with this quote from Diego Luna. Star Wars is growing in ways that it can allow itself to have different expressions. We're not part of a saga that doesn't end. Our end is clear. It's as clear as an end can be. Which is like, we want this thing to happen. This is the show that we're doing. And that's it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's so awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good. It's,
0: it's- it makes me so pumped for Star Wars. Like, this is... This is what I love about Star Wars. We're going to have the community together around this thing. We have a very creative person coming in and making something unique and telling good stories. Like That is what I'm here for in Mm -hmm. Star Wars. Let's see it. Mm -hmm. I'm ready. But with that, thank you all so much for listening to this episode or watching this episode of Star Wars Uplink. We greatly appreciate your support. If you're watching this on YouTube, definitely do uh, hit the subscribe button. And if you're listening to the podcast, subscribe for free wherever you listen to podcasts. And like I I was checking on uh, we got a couple new reviews on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. So we greatly appreciate that. It helps us out a ton. It helps other people find the show. It, it honestly means the world to, to us to, to get that done. And we've got, I noticed we've gotten a lot of Spotify ratings as well. So that is a great way to support us as well. It helps us out a ton. Uh, share the podcast with your, your friends, your Star Wars friends, your family. Make them listen to it on a long car trip if you want. Uh, it helps us out a ton. And we just greatly enjoy uh, this discussion and you all joining us each week. And for that, definitely do. If you have some topics and feedback you want to share, yeah. head over to our Discord, uh, send an email on Twitter, Instagram, all the places at Star Wars Uplink. You can find us wherever you want to, really. Yeah. Like, we've got the podcast, we've got uh, the YouTube channel, we've got Twitter, Instagram. I think, too, something that I want to in, uh, implement is uh, like have some like polls or questions uh, on. Instagram, mm. and we've been uploading the shorts and the clips as well, and uh, it's been great seeing the feedback and the discussion pieces. We had a, an episode go a little bit viral; we had like two thousand views on it, and it's it was fun reading the comments because you never know when something goes viral if it's going to hit the right audience, but yeah. it seemed like it did because everyone's like, "I have no idea why this is on my feed, but I really enjoyed it." Keep up the good work, and they actually had uh, there's a couple of like good feedback of yeah. like, "Hey." Love the show! If you could do these couple of things, like I'm going to be here every week, and I'm, it's it's helped us kind of adapt and change the format of the show. So uh, greatly appreciate that. We read all the comments, and uh, we love hearing the feedback. It's uh, it helps us get better and make better content for you as well. So subscribe for free wherever you listen to podcasts: Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, all the places wherever you find podcasts you can find this show as always thanks for listening and may the force be with you